G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, May 2. I'm John Barker and joining me are Daniel Nuttall and Joel Marshall as we discuss a big weekend of racing, a wet weekend over much of southeastern Australia and headed undoubtedly, Daniel, by the dual Group 1 card at Morfordville. Certainly is, Barks. It's a... Um... Terrific, terrific card um, at Morville. Probably there will be their highlight of the year in in South. Even the stakes races and uh, the two Group Ones are really terrific betting affairs. Um, as is pretty much the whole program. Um, Keen to get stuck into a quaddy, um, but yeah, some really competitive racing and um, yeah, really looking forward to getting stuck into it. Yes, indeed. Um, it's uh, normally, of course, it really is as I've written in Winning Post and. Best bets this week. It really is the centre of attention. You've normally got the Gold Coast uh, Hollandale Stakes meeting, but uh, this week we've got Sandown in Melbourne, a very wet Sandown we expect. Uh, we're waiting on the Kensington track in Sydney and a fairly lacklustre meeting at Doombin as well. The uh, Group 1s uh, both have their fascinations at Morfordville. It's had classic, certainly. Pitting the established star in sunlight, the four-year-old mare, against the two-year-old filly, Joel. Now, uh, as I've written, uh, they often, uh, well, no, they don't often tackle these uh, Group 1 wait-for-age races, the two-year-olds. But when they do, they've always got their fans and away game is well in the market, but uh, they very, very rarely seem to win. Yeah, it is a tough task for the two-year-olds to beat the older horses. Um, this girl has just been everywhere, hasn't she? Um, they haven't missed her as a two-year-old, and she keeps turning up and performing uh, above average. So, look, she's up and going. Oh, I don't know the makeup of the horse, whether the connections think she's perhaps done her growing and, and won't furnish into you know much bigger or much more of an imposing filly beyond being a two-year-old, so uh, she's here and now. Let's have a crack. And, yeah, look, uh, she, the, the market seems to like her. I think she's shortened up in the last 24 hours. So, you know, with that weight, if she's uh, if she's just holding that sort of form, um, then she's going to be competitive. Whether she can win, well, that's another question. But she won't be far away if she just holds her current form, I believe. Yes, I suppose. Uh, I mean, I'm going to look like a bit of a goose if she does win uh, because, you know, I've, I've pointed out that... Uh, they do tackle these races occasionally and they very rarely win. But um, I guess in the past, you know, we've been talking about your boomwas and your jettisets, whereas this away game uh, is a genuine established star of the two-year-old ranks. Uh, they don't usually risk them by, by racing them against the older horses at two. Uh, we've got this current pandemic situation, I don't know if that's a factor, probably not, but as you say, they may have decided that uh, it, that, that they go with her while, while she's in form uh, without any certainty of whether she's going to train on at three. So anyway, regardless of it, I, I would certainly encourage it because it adds a lot of interest. Uh, but speaking of two-year-olds, we're going to go right through the black type races at Morfordville on Saturday, and we do start with a two-year-old race, Daniel. It is race one, the Amy Queen Adelaide Stakes over 10, 50 metres at listed level. There's a couple I'm um, keen to back here in the first. Um, on top selection is Forever Free, which is nothing wrong 
in both starts in Victoria, um, winning at Ballarat and Caulfield, one on a good track and a wet track. So it gets through uh, any conditions, it seems. Um, and in both runs, she's been able to find the front end, uh, control things there. She, with a bit of speed in the race, you might have to take a sit or just sort of you know, sit outside the leader. I think Hard Rock got, Girl will be hard to cross from that, um, from that inside barrier. But um, look, I think she's a very talented filly and um, yeah, keen to back her as well as one of the first starters in the Pride of Dubai filly transplant. She um, trialed exceptionally well earlier uh, in early April. Um, and I'm pretty keen. I was pretty keen to follow her wherever she goes. She comes into a good race here on Debut, um, but I'm going to keen to have her back back her each way as well as Forever Free. So five twelve. I've got seven Zoo Shiners at former Ecumenical, who of course has come out and just kept winning, uh, winning a stakes race again last start the last weekend, and six Soul Obsession uh, easy winner at Mornington first up on a heavy track. Five twelve seven six. Yeah, across to race four. Oh, sorry, John. Yeah, no, I'm joining. I'm weighing in with uh, uh, SA today. The carnival's out, so I'll uh, I'll come to play. And I'm with number nine, Twist of Fury here. At, I think she's gone up $51. Unfortunately, I was on her on debut and she got run down. But I, I really liked her jump outs leading into that debut at Wangaratta. Now, David Brideaux made the call to send her for this stakes race. Plenty of maidens around for her. Not too worried that she got beat first start because they can just take so much improvement into their second start. I do think she's got nice ability. So I think 50 to 1 is over. She's probably double her true odds. So I'm with her each way. Agree with Daniel. I can save on number 12, Transplant. Really like the effortless trial win a few weeks ago. She looks to have good ability. Five forever free, unbeaten, two from two. Sort of bomb-proof filly, go forward, and, and we'll give you a great sight. And number one, there's a bear in there, well-named by Carrara. He was very impressive on debut. That was from gate one. Today, uh, Saturday, he's got gate 14. Just makes it a bit tougher. But I'm nine from 12, five and one. Across to race four, second of the black type races at Morpheville on Saturday. It is the dominant Port Adelaide Cup 2,500 metre listed event. And, uh, gee, there's a lot of Lindsay Park scratchings this weekend. And uh, the top two here, both out early as we speak, Daniel. Yeah, they would have, I think, had um, made some impression on this if they were here. Regardless of whether they were here or not, I was pretty keen on Ocean X, the three, um, who's just had a Sydney, uh, had three runs in Sydney over there, Carnival. Uh, I was first up at a Coolmore, well back there, and two runs since was pretty good. I think um, Jarrow play up to 2,000 metres third up, sat close than I thought she would um, from the good draw, and she stuck on okay, three lengths behind the winner, lifeless ordinary. Um, look, up to 2,500 metres is a, is a test, is a a new test for her. Nick Price earlier in the week said that um, they've been sort of waiting for her to mature a little bit before getting her over these longest trips. Um, he seems to think that she'll be able to run him out and and potentially uh, have a crack at Andrew Ramson um, down the track um, if she can run it out. I, th- I think she can for what she's shown so far. New Zealand bred horse, fourth up, uh, ready to win now. And um, on top for me, the three Ocean X4 suppressor, uh, who we know has um, got good form on a wet track. She's been tracking up. Well, this time in, um, those are clearly the two for mine. I got um, the 10 in for third, which is Tigre Royale, another Victorian visitor. Um, good win at Sandown last start. And I thought it was, the run was better than it looked on paper at Sandown uh, Lakeside. Um, at most recent, as most recent and in for fourth last start with a franked pretty dominant uh, the way he sort of rounded his rivals up there. But Morville over this track and trip. Uh, three, four, 10 and eight, race four.
Yeah, same Quinella for me. I've just gone the other way around. Force suppressor. She looks ready, fourth up. She's had the two runs at 2,000 metres, and we know she can run out a strong 24, 2,500 metres. That's why I've lent her way just from Ocean X, who I guess we're guessing a little bit, but she brings class. And, uh, look, I think that'll take her a long way. Five, Epidermant. Uh, had a bit of a freshen off the Adelaide Cup, and I thought she was pretty good over the mile. This trip suits her much better. Of course, she was the Lord Reams winner. 10 days out before the Adelaide Cup. And in for fourth, number 10, Tigra Royale. Lightly raced, has a bit of upside and can handle the soft ground. Four from three, five and 10. Race five at Morphville on Saturday is the Furphy Queen of the South Stakes, a group two event for fillies and mares, set weights and penalties over 1,600 metres. Daniel. We have to give the rest of the field four and a half kilos, Seabrook, but um, I'm going to be with her. I think she's um, going the right way this time in. Uh, sort of added a little bit of string to her bow at Caulfield last start. Sat forward. She'd normally get back run on horse, but sat, sat on the pace there. It was a, it was a uh, race that helped to be on the speed, but she stuck on well behind the informed bands on fire. At start prior at Mornington, a pretty hot Ariba stakes, running on nicely in the third, finishing with a length of diamond effort. Uh, ready to win now, and um, it's a good race here, I think, Seabrook, despite having given the rest of these weight. Um, in for second, I'll have the 13 down the bottom, the Danny O'Brien trained Philly, November Dreaming. Had the race, um, won a long way out at Pakenham, uh, last start on a soft track. Extended, extended a second up record of two from two. Uh, I think she's quite promising, and um, I think she can measure up to this at 53 kilos on her back. Uh, in for third, I have the three snogging. Bit of a freshen since the first up win at Bendigo. Um, I think it will fit her for that run. And in for fourth, have the 11 Dreams. Uh, very good hit in the line last start. Suited at 1,600 metres. One thirteen, three and 11. I've gone with three snogging. The wet track would be a query with her. Um, she's had a couple of misses on a soft. She's been placed on the soft. But good return win in the gold bracelet at Bendigo. She was beaten first up this time last year and then was a huge second mm-hmm. in this race at about 70 or 80 to 1. She came from last, she came wide, and she flew home, giving weight to Music Bay and running second to her. She had a pretty decent spring prep without winning, and she's obviously come back in good order. So if she handles the wet, she's going as well as last year. And as I said, she nearly won last year. So she's on top for me from six, Vanuatu, who was uh, sort of okay there at Bendigo first up. Uh, I thought she did enough. She's two from three, second up. Her only defeat second up was a third. That was in the spring in the Group 3 Tessio Stakes. Beaten a half a length by Armin Geary. Pretty good form for this race. One Seabrook, class mare. Hence, she's giving the rest of the field plenty of weight. A while between wins, I guess that's the little query, but she has been tackling pretty good company. She's come back in good form. She's drawn to no work, and she has performed pretty well at a mile previously. And 10 poised terrain. Lightly raced mare. Richard Jolly gave this mare a pretty decent push post her win last week and said that this would be the target to back up. And, yeah, she just might be an improving mare worth keeping safe. But on with three from six, one and ten. First leg of the quaddy at Morphville on Saturday is race six. TAB Uclays stakes 1,200 metres for three-year-olds at set weights and group two level. Daniel? Yeah, pretty, keen have, pretty keen to have a crack on the um, 13 down the bottom of the page, Broadway in fourth. Uh, just got far too far too back last start at Caulfield in that Vobus Gold Dash. She um, recorded the second fastest last 200 of the day. It was a very good run to the eye. Um, 
finishing into midfield from a, from a long way back. Um, I think ready to ready to peak now third up. A third up run last preparation was in the Crooked Stakes on Cox Plate Day at Mooney Valley, and um, it was some sort of win, a soft win at 17 to 1. We sort of replicate that third up run. I think she'll take some beating here. Uh, soft, she's had two runs on a wet track. Uh, first up at Caulfield, she ran fourth, um, running on well in the line there. So I don't think the track will pose too much of an issue. Um, but we are guessing a little bit. So 13 on top, Broadway and fourth, uh, pretty keen. In for second, Gardner, the one, um, 57.5 kilos here. Looks well in at this. He's um, going terrifically well this time, his preparation. Our last start stakes winner beating Rocco Bascarina, who I think has a chance in this also. Hard to see that all turning the tables on Garner, though. Clear second pick. Um, the 10, Sizzlefly, she's going well. Um, two wins to start. Very soft win, two back. And then probably should have finished a little bit closer to Gardner last start. And in for fourth, Rocco Bascarina. 13, 1, 10, and 4. Um, with 8, Zilong here, I think she is the only one that can turn the tables on Ghana from their clash in the Redelva. She was uh, seven weeks between runs. She was three wide on speed, no cover. And she just, uh, yeah, she got left behind late by Ghana, but I thought she was pretty game there finishing fourth. Showed her class off an interrupted prep first up in the surround when Group 1 placed. A barrier one Saturday, she thrashed Ghana back in the spring, albeit with a little bit less weight. But uh, I think she can turn the tables. One Garner, clearly the, the hardest to beat. He was very impressive winning that Redelva. Just let down with a good turn of foot. He had the cover. He was sort of on Zilong's back. But, um, yeah, and he's going to need a bit of a uh, bit of cover again from another wide draw. Four, Rocker Bascarana performed well. Will strip fitter. And agree with Daniel. I can make a case for Broadway and fourth to be hitting the line very hard late. But I'm keen on Zilong. Eight from one, four and 13. First of the Group 1s at Morfordville on Saturday and second leg of the Quaddy race 7. Schweppes, Oaks, 2,000 metres, three-year-old fillies, set weights and worth 400,000, Daniel. With Toffee Tongue, she's um, seen support slowly during the week. I think when I was about maybe 8.50 earlier in the week, down to about $6 when I last looked today. Um, she's still a maiden, this filly, but her last four starts have all been runner-up efforts, and they've been very good. And past two are in Group 3, Group 1 company, only only being beaten by the very smart Colette, who we know is very – so we know well is well above average, um, both being on heavy eight tracks. So we'll get through the ground. Um, I just think it's the perfect race for her to, to break the maiden. Would it be a good way to um, for Damien Thornton to, to um, find his first Group 1? I think she's the toughest to beat and pretty keen on her. She's my best of the day, Toffee Tongue. The nine in for second, I've got the three, which is Moonlight Maid. Uh, now that Mitch Friedman runner, I'm expecting to run well on Adelaide at Saturday. Um, again, I sort of like her stable mate, Broadway and fourth. Got a long way back at Caulfield to really do much. Um, a race is sort of better to be up on the speed, but she hit the line nicely. Wasn't far off from there. And that Voba size guineas um, up to this trip it will suit her, no doubt. Also, it's Deloon, Philly. 16, walking flying, I think it's a big price. Worth throwing into all exotics and quaddies. Um, she gets a long way back in her races, um, but all three runs as preparation mean excellent metro level, Sandan Santa and Morfordville. Uh, I think with the, over the longer trip, which will suit her, she can probably get on a bike a little bit early. Won't have to do too, much, won't have to do as much entering the straight. I think she's well over the odds at forty to one. And in for four to have fourteen, a fair to remember. Uh, nine, three, sixteen, and fourteen. Yeah, a uh, one of the better 50-to-1 roughies in a Group 1, I think, on Saturday. And number 15, Zaydani. Um, she's obviously sneaking under the radar, coming through benchmark races. She won her first two starts, both over a mile. 
at Seymour, that second win in particular was very good against the tempo of the race, beating the promising Petruchio, who then went to Sandown and went to Pakenham and won, and then went to Sandown and won. Two runs back from a spell. She kicked off at a mile at the Valley, just had the pattern completely against her there. They couldn't get back or come wide. I thought she did enough there the last 100 metres. And then at Sandown last start, very good. Uh, just beaten by Novatia against the Older Mares. Of course, we saw her win at Flemington last week. So just think she's got a bit of timing, a bit of upside to her. She's the half-sister to Grunt, um, related to Ocean Park. She's got a good pedigree, and I think she's got plenty of upside. So happy to back 15, Zaydani. And certainly have something on number 11, Salika as well, who uh, has been racing pretty well in Adelaide. She just had no luck at all in the Port Adelaide Guineas. And then probably at the front a bit too soon in the Auraria. Uh, she has drawn wide here, so she's going to need a little bit of luck, but certainly think she's getting towards, uh, you know, over the odds there at 20 to 1. 13, Sierra Sue, only beaten once, and that was by a fair to remember who's the favourite. And a fair to remember I will throw in for four. So I'm sort of looking all down the bottom. Just some of those wet track runs for those Sydney fillies is the query. Um, how much did that take out of them? Uh, probably Toffee Tongue, the best of those, if she can back up from those wet track runs. But I like 15 from 11, 13 and 14. Second of the group ones at Morfordville and third leg of the Quaddy Race 8, Tab Classic. Registered as the Robert Sangster Stakes, 1,200 metres, standard weight for age, Group 1. And I guess perhaps one of the reasons money is coming for a away game at the expense of Sunlight is that Sunlight has drawn Barrier 16. But some comfort for fans of Sunlight is that five of the past seven winners of this race have jumped from double-figure barriers, including the past three, Sprite Barrier 13 last year. Shoals Barrier 15 the year before that, and Secret Agenda Barrier 16 the year before that. Um, and I can also tell you that five of the past eight Tab Classic winners have been last start winners, which uh, is not a category that Sunlight fits into, but Bams on Fire, Bella Vella, Mystery Love, the Emergency End, of course, Away Game uh, fit into that category. But you... Daniel, uh, going for a horse who is one of the Group 1 winners here, but is one that I haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, I'm excited. Who, um, yeah, it was just, as you said, Bucks, two starts ago. The Galaxy with the lightweight um, at, at a big odds. Uh, she was too good there. I like that win, then backed up at the Sapphire Stakes. And <clears throat> it was okay there, sort of um, made a little bit of ground, but no real threat to the winner, White Moss, who sort of sat up on the speed. Um, I'm going to stick with her. I think uh, she... You know, it's a very open race. You can make a case for nine or ten of these, but happy to be with I'm excited. It's been good to meet this preparation. Sunlight, how interesting you mentioned that about the barriers. You, of course, jumped from 15 in a Golden Eagle um, and was terrific to run second there. Of course, different race to this, but, um, can, you know, has had bad barriers in the past and it um, doesn't seem to affect her. She'll run well regardless. So she's uh, in, for, in for second. The, the, um, the mayor one that's in for – sorry, in for third, I have the um, 16 – uh, weight gain, the 47 kilos. Um, you know, how long can she sustain this? It's been a terrific two-year-old season. Uh, one unmatched of recent times. Um, but she, she has to go in for sure and in for fourth. Um, have the five, which is Teleplay. Um, whether she's a group one mare, not too sure. She is a, a dual group three winner, of course, winning on a wet track as well on Melbourne Cup Day last preparation. So she ticks the wet track box. She's won three or three on a soft, soft going. I thought her return in, at Caulfield was very good. Um, hitting the line there, um, I think she, you know, she she's worth throwing into exotics. I said 
plenty of plenty more of these are a chance. Lie, I think, with the link is on us to be included as well. Um, but my numbers in sprint, 216, 1 and 5. Yeah, I've gone with the three-year-old filly, number 15, Liar. Of course, that Friedman Camp won this race two years ago with Shoals, who had won the surround stakes and then went into this fresh. Liar ran pretty well in the surround, and that was that followed her second in the light fingers. They gave her a bit of a fresh, and she returned at Caulfield. I thought she was pretty good there. She had a lot to do from the back of the field. I know William Thomas ran past her. He's got a pretty good turn of foot, that bloke, when he sees clear air. So I'm not too disappointed that she was able to well, that she was beaten by him. Uh, she finished fourth. I think there'll be improvement to come. And maybe the Blinkers' first time can just bring that little bit of improvement. So I've gone with 15 Liar to beat one Sunlight. She always improves with a run. So, uh, look, even though Gitra put a bit of a gap on her first up in the Irwin, she ran well enough for her to suggest that she'd come back in good order. Uh, 14 Beautiful Flyer is uh, massive odds, but I think she's going well. She comes through the same race as Liar. I think she was six and seven wide throughout. She just had no hope there. Uh, but previous to that, she was in good form, and she might be a, a knockout hope for first fours. There's usually a roughie around the mark in this race. And 16 away game, hard to leave out. She's going to be there with her draw with that lightweight, and uh, she has to be included. And the other one I did include in my quality is certainly I am excited. She's got the irresistible Sydney form. Around the likes of Fasika and Tafana, that's the that's the genuine Group One form. But I'm fifteen, one, fourteen, and sixteen. Speaking of the quality, we finish off race nine. DC Mackay Stakes, eleven hundred meter Group Three quality handicap. Daniel, yeah, I have to go with the class on top in trekking. Does have to carry sixty two kilos. Um, I just think the form through so well for a race of this nature. Of course, third in her Everest class. Last year, uh, two runs back from a spell, be very good. Sat close to the speed last time, covered ground there, but stuck on well. Was second behind Grey Worm, Grey Worm, who's um, been in terrific form this preparation. So he was 62 kilos, hard to go past trekking. Um, shows his best, he'll be hard to beat. In the last, the eight in for second, Prophet Stum, who I was pretty keen on second up at Caulfield. I think but Mystery Love won the race, but I think if she gets out a little bit early, Prophet Stum, it makes she makes it much more interesting um, and goes close to beating that. that that girl, um, wide barrier will get back and will be running on seven. Farsafel, good troll, really good troll prior to the last start run at um, in the Irwin. McGee Trash won, some of course ran second in that race. Um, a little bit disappointing to my eye there. I thought he'd run better than that, but I'm going to give him one more chance back into uh, a weaker race and <coughs> in for um, a slightly weaker race and in for fourth. I have the two home of the brave, another of the good and visitors, one eight, seven, and two. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Home of the Brave. I was with him in the Irwin first up each way, and he, he battled on well for 30. He was no match for those first two. But I thought he ran well enough to suggest that he could uh, run you a good cheeky race each way again, and he does like wet ground too. So, look, I think he'll be on speed, give you a good sight. Uh, to beat five behemoth, he's just a very talented horse, this bloke. He'll improve with the run, but uh, just can see him being very strong late. One trekking is the class. Seriously, wet track would be the little bit of a concern for me, but uh, he's got to be included. And hard to knock nine Shimino. He's just building that terrific record. Eight wins from 19 starts. And he did beat Ghana last time out. So he brings pretty good form lines. If uh, the wetter, if, if the real, real wet conditions turn up, then the jungle edge obviously goes in your quaddy. But I'm two, five, one and nine. Okay, recapping a massive day at Morfordville. Daniel's best was race seven, number nine, Toffee Tongue in the Oaks and 
is value race six, number 13, Broadway and fourth. Joel, your specials were? Uh, my best is uh, Zilong, race six, number eight. And I've made my value home of the brave race nine, number two. And uh, yeah, my roughie for the day was Zaydani in race seven. All righty. As I mentioned, Melbourne racing is on a, is on a rare Saturday foray down to the southeast at Sandown. Ladbrokes Park Lakeside is the track. And there has already, as we speak on Thursday afternoon, been plenty of rain in Melbourne this week. More is forecast. Cold weather. Be very surprised if we don't start in the heavy range. I'm quite looking forward to it because I think it's a bit of a bit of a challenge finding these uh, winners as we transition from the drier tracks to some very wet ones. Uh, Joel, what did you find for us at Sandown on Saturday? Yeah, it's a tough card. Um, certainly a bit of value to be had, I would have thought. I struggled to find a best bet, but I've made it Lombardo in what does look a very tricky race, it must be said. But race seven, number 12, I think he is a very good sprinter in the making. He had just trialled really well. He won just performing up to those jump outs, really, when uh, winning at Bendigo by four lengths. Recent jump out down the back straight at Sandown was excellent. As I said, there's a fair bit of depth to this race, but uh, he is pretty smart. So I'll go with him, my best, unknown in the wet, obviously. And my value, I made race five, number nine, Rising Archie. We know what Paul Pruska can do with these lightly race types getting up to these distances. He's been just taken along slowly this time in. I think he ran into a pretty handy one at Ballarat two back in eluding that was on heavy 10 crept up to the mile at his fourth run in. Took a lot of riding to get that made and win at Ararat. But uh, just like that he's getting to 2,100. Of course, he's out of the Melbourne Cup place to get a She's Archie. So he might just have a bit of timing about him, whereas some of these have been to interstate and, and had a couple of grand finals already. So, uh, yeah, race seven, number 12, the best. Race five, number nine, the value. Uh, what did you like at Sandown, Daniel? Yeah, like Joel, I think it is a, it is a tough card. Um I guess a couple of standouts maybe later in the day I'll be waiting um, to race eight, race nine. The best, look, I'm not taking a big leap of faith here, putting making Buffalo River my best. He was um, extremely impressive with the 60 kilos and a benchmark 78 first up, just uh, motored through the wet um, to lead all the way. Pattern sort of suited, but uh, look, I think he was going to win any day. He was, it was that good. Um, I think he can back up $2.10 for throwing into um, multi-bets. So race nine, Buffalo River my best. And the value, as I said, another... Uh, Mike Moroni runner sable flying at the moment. Barthelona, um, a horse that seemingly, or to my, always underestimated by the bookies. Gone up eighteen and seventeen dollars respectively this prep, and he's been able to run a big race from well back and run a drum there. Um, he's back up to eighty four grade, which is what he took on first up, um, and he, he does enjoy heavy. Tra- he does enjoy wet tracks. Um, he's won four on a soft ground. He's he's placed on our, on his only. Heavy run. Um, Lockie King gets aboard, claims two, carries 55 after the claim. Lockie King has a good rapport with the horse, won a couple of times already on him. So ticks a few boxes for mine and, uh, again, underestimated, I think, in this race at $11. Race eight, number nine, Barcelona. Best value. My best. I'm going much earlier on the program. Race two, number six, Duke of Plumpton. Impressive first up performer, Kiwi, and should only be better suited by the heavy track this week in my value bet resuming for Tony Noonan is uh, Ann Arbor. So uh, Ann Arbor, uh, impressive uh, 
first up last time in, does have a bit of class about it, doesn't mind that the wet tracks either. That is race four, number two. In Sydney on Saturday, as I mentioned, they are racing on the Kensington track. And Joel, your uh, value bet comes up in the first on the card, race one, number five, El Buena. Yeah, hopefully it's a repeat of last week's two-year-old race where James McDonald combined with Chris Waller on the good-looking Colt Safiano to win. Uh, this bloke, El Buena, gets the blinkers on. He was just fair first start on the heavy, but then improved on the better ground on the Kensington track last start, chasing home the very heavily back Ocean Emperor. Safiano was uh, sort of about four lengths back in that race, and he obviously franked that form line last week. So I think he'll get a good run from the draw and get every chance. El Buena and my best bet comes up later in the day. Race seven, number nine, Hilo. For the James Cummings camp, the market has uh, really honed in on the two three-year-olds here with the most upside, numbers eight and nine. You just want to check the betting support for eight Hightail, who does uh, resume in this race. Hilo, up and going, fitness edge, back from black type races where he's performed pretty well. And he did bolt in first up at this venue. So uh, I'll side with him and make him the best. Your specials on the Kensington track, yeah, it was hard, Daniel. It was hard to pinpoint a special on this meeting. I'm sort of going against Joel um, in the first wild ruler. First up for the Snowden camp. Uh, taken back by his debut win back in December um, and has since trialled extremely well. Uh, no fancy price, $2.60, but happy to take that um, as a best. In terms of value, um, look, Feather in race six will need a scratching. He's kind of first emergency, so we will need a scratching to gain a start. Um but for a horse that doesn't normally show her best first up, I thought she was terrific at Warwick Farm on a wet track. Uh, got a long way back and really motored home. Um, I think she's come back in top order. Certainly come back the best she's ever been based on that first up run. And I'm going to stick with her at a bit of a price feather. Hopefully she can gain a gain a start though. The first emergency race six number thirteen, my best value. In Brisbane, they are racing at Doomben, where I believe the uh, track might be a little bit uh, firmer than we're finding elsewhere. Daniel, what have you got for us up there? I'm with Iconista, uh, Chris Munt's uh, trained runner, who is fifth up today. I had four runs already this preparation. Uh, On-pace horse who sort of missed the start, uh, last start, but was able to work um, and settle around midfield, which is, yeah, as I said, she's normally horse that sort of rolls forward and, and takes some catching. So had to settle midfield due to the slow start, but she still ran a, a really ripping race. Uh, she just couldn't chase down Federal Court, um, who was um, <clears throat> was able to get the lead up in front there. And I think if you swap the runs, Iconista wins wins quite easily. Um, hopefully she can jump with them. She can show her class and be too good. Good, good, good price as well, $5. Race three, number 10, Iconista. The value comes up later in the day. Race number nine, Mewstone Rock who uh, always runs well at Doom, and mind you, was a little bit disappointing. First up at this track, sort of got a long way back and found the 1,200 metres a little bit too nippy, up to a 13.50, which is a distance. Um, There's plenty of success over before. Placing all three starts and winning winning one of them, um, and has up to 1,400 as well. $21 had seen some support during the week, and always runs a bottle of second up. So 21 to 1, I think there's um, worse roughies going around in Doom that day. Race 9, number 6, Mewstone Rock. Any contribution on uh, Doombin, Just one John? horse. I will go against Daniel in race three. I certainly think Iconista will be hard to beat, but uh, I'm keen on Isabella's spring, number 11. Debut was good over 1,200, and then she was in a maiden 
and also a three-year-old handicap at her second start. They went to the three-year-old handicap, taking on horses that had won races. She just got going a bit too late there to finish fourth, but it was a good enough run to suggest that back to a maiden and up in distance, she would be hard to beat. So I'll uh, stick with her each way, race three, number 11. Big card at Ascot in Perth on Saturday, starting at 10.53 local time, if you don't mind. Uh, Ten races there. Uh, looks to be that they've transferred the Northern meeting originally scheduled for the Sunday to Ascot on the Saturday. And there is a black type race. It is the Northern Stakes or the Northern Mazda Stakes, as it is called this year. It is race six. Looks like a clash between Flirtini, who's had one run this time in, and Fabagino, who is resuming and is at an odds-on quote. But BJ Ryan thinks Flirtini, with that race fitness on side, might be able to knock off the Flying Grey. And Flirtini is, in fact, BJ's best on the Ascot card. That's race six, number two, and his value bet race nine, number 12. Nice go. That reminds us only, uh, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already, um, it is out Friday morning. Most places, Saturday morning in Tassie, about Friday lunchtime, we believe, in South Australia. Not currently available in the NT, so apologies there. Still not available, of course, in WA. But the good news for those who can't get it early or get it at all is that it is now available online. So just go along to winningpost.com.au and there will be a link there. To the online winning post, only five bucks. You get everything you get in the printed version. In fact, you get a little bit more. You get full form guides and full fields for a lot of places that we, or a few places that we can't fit into the printed paper. Finally, our best $20 bet for the weekend. Well, I was a bit unlucky, I thought, with the inevitable last week. Just came up the inside there and uh, at Flemington down the straight and who should fly down the outside, but non winner, Brazado. So, uh, but I'm going to go for one that. Probably be a bit short again, and that is Sandown Lakeside, race two, number six, Duke of Plumpton. Joel? Well, I found it hard to sort of really label one this weekend, so I'm just going to play five each way on my best roughie, which is in the Oaks at Morfordville, race seven, number 15, Zaydani. What are you going to do uh, with the five, other ten? Oh, well, mate, <laughs> good point. Let's make it ten each way, Zaydani. Let's, uh, let's go all out, eh? Uh, we'll do a $20 place multi with my two best in Adelaide. So Toffee Tongue to place at around $2.10 and Broadway in fourth around $3.54 to place. So it pays about 8 bucks all up. $20 on that sounds pretty good to me. Magnificent. Well, have a great weekend, everybody. Stay warm if you're in uh, one of the cold cities and we will talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.